in a world of Salt Lake City, a podcast host, Bling, takes you on a wild ride. Everywhere from the Salt Lake City Cemetery, Mount Olivet Cemetery, going over different dates and practices, even mentioning the next president of the United States and how the United States is in a dire situation that needs help quick. A brutally honest podcast, a brutally honest journey. This is Bling Bear Podcast. Well, I'm over here at one of the at Mount Olivet Cemetery. Uh, the grave digger drove by a couple times. Got a couple other cars driving by. I was like, hey, the offer still stands. Three feet one way, three feet one way as well by me. Rim bam bam, <laughs> rim a damn damn. Thank you, Vince. Offer. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go freaking watch Slap Chop commercial. Um, but I decided to start this episode because there is a squirrel here at the cemetery who I happen to be observing. And he did two death-defying jumps. The squirrel could have easily climbed this little rat claws down the side of the tree and hopped to a more safe, a more predictable jump distance from limb to limb branch to branch tree to freaking tree but for some reason it decided to do these death defying jumps right overhead I guess it's showing off or something oh great here comes the grave digger again I think I hear it in the distance Uh, not like I really want to but yeah I guess if you want if you want to go right now, fine. Do I want to? Eh. Will I? Nah. But it's called what? Epigenetics? When it's like passed on sort of genetic traits, death defying traits in a short period of time, pretty much. Uh, not to sound too Joe Rogan podcast here. I, pardon me. It's called transmorphic resonance. Did you say transmorphic resonance? Transmorphic resonance. No, I said transmorphic resonance, not transmorphic resonance. Freaking limey. I say. <laughs> but it's a peaceful day here at the Solix, uh, Mount Olivet Cemetery. I'm having quite a fun time. Well, good times had by all. I found someone who was born on my same birthday. Or on my... We were born on the same day. I found someone over here who were born on the same day. I couldn't help but notice that they were 78 years old. You know, now that I've lived about three quarters of that life, of a 78-year-old retired-aged person's life, about three quarters of it, full head of gray hair, you know, you have to wonder... What was it like? What, was, what were some of these last dying breaths here from these, the remains of the loved ones that are here in the Salt Lake, in the Mount Olivet Cemetery? Were they 
taken too soon, gone too soon, like Paul Walker, like um, Scott Weiland, or was it their time? I mean, how do you argue with that? When when you're gone, you're gone. It has to be your time. Now, I mentioned the Matrix earlier in a previous episode. And I talked about energy and how humans are being used as energy. But in that same movie, when one of the agents are holding Neo down on the subway tracks, he says, that's the sound of, you, you know, that, you want to hear that? You hear that? Like, that's the sound of a train coming around the corner. That's the sound you're going to die. That's the sound of inevitability. At one point or the other, it's all going to, going to come down to a crashing end, to a, a scathing end, possibly even a tragic end. The sound of inevitability today rings truer and clearer than any other sound, any other frequency. Dorothy Jean Richardson, loving wife, stepmother, and aunt. Was she married a second time? Or third or fourth? Or however many times? Or was it just the one time when she was the stepmother to someone who had been possibly married or with child? Either way, she was a loving stepmother. She was a loving wife, loving stepmother, and aunt. Suggesting she never had kids of her own. 78 years old. So where are you at in life? What's your age? What's your count? You halfway there? You more than half? This guy missed his death birthday, the day he died, 28, no, 48 years ago. He has a Masonic symbolism, 1887, 1964. Dorothy Jean Richardson. You know, I've got a lot on my mind lately. I've got a lot on my mind. I know that the world is about to change here. And I don't really have a lot going for me right now. I don't have a lot left. I don't have a lot going for me. And I'm coming to the decision on whether or not I need to do something here. I mean, of course, I need to do something. Like We all have to do something. But I have to choose something. I have to make a decision. Earlier this year, I realized how short life is and how precious it is. And six years before this, it was another experience of how short life is, how delicate it is, how fragile it is. So is it really worth it for me to like go through all this, all this stress right now and try to juggle everything? Even though it's not my fault, I had nothing to do with it. Someone else's greed. Like, why should I have to suffer here? Why should I have to pay for someone else's greed?
subsidize and fund their bullshit. Just because a generation before mine made some bad decisions. And so now like, I have to pay the price and I have to buy into all their lies. Forget that. It's happening right now, and if and I'll keep doing what you want to do, but I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure everything's clean when I leave. But I, I think I'm just gonna call it a day here. Try something new. It might be a little extreme. It might be a little extreme. But I think I'm gonna try it. Yeah, I'm getting some ideas here. There's got to be someone I can reach here. There's got to be someone I can talk to. I don't know. I think a cemetery sometimes has more reverence and spirituality than a chapel can sometimes. I just hope it's not too late, man. I mean, I'm... always like championing Jamie Dimon is next president but like I don't know is it too late and the Lord replied my precious precious child I love you and I would never leave you during your times of trial and suffering when you saw only the set of footprints it was then that I carried you. Footprints in the sand. You know, I think it's always so sad to see like the same uh, date of, of death. This one had a four-year-old and a two-year-old, two daughters. Father, April 7th, 1973. As we're mulling over different tactics and different schemes to continue on, we pass by one of the gravestones. David Reese McCormick, born June 19th, 1951. Passed away July 1st, 2016. It says, Gone Fishing. I love doing my NPR spots. And I also loved fishing. The wind at my back in Mount Olivet Cemetery next to the University of Utah. I couldn't help but notice that headstone. A gravestone. I mean, it was only two weeks ago that he passed away. Two weeks ago in six years. Gone fishing. Hey, if that's what heaven's like, if that's what the afterlife is like, if going fishing is the afterlife, then count me in. Rat Rat had already gone in the car. I was getting in my side. 
it's time to buckle up. Because we were about to do something unprecedented. As we were exiting the cemetery, for some reason, the movie Twister came to mind. Starring Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt. I always wondered what hosting an NPR show would be like. I always wondered if I'd... If I possessed the consistency to put together such quality audio for an audience to hear, to listen to. We left the cemetery. My heart was still heavy, still weighed down from the thoughts of the day, the experiences earlier, connecting with old friends, trying to network, trying to spread the word. And everything was on the brink of collapse. Just then, some song lyrics came to mind. Thereof, Marilyn Manson. The lyrics were, it's not your fault that you're always wrong. The weak ones are there to justify the strong. He then goes on to sing Capitalism has made it this way. Old-fashioned fascism will take it away. What do you see? Something beautiful? Something free? The beautiful people. It's all relative to the size of your steeple. I knew all too well. When you live with apes, it was hard to be clean. We continued our way west. With Rat Rat at the con, we're going over some different pitches, some different business ideas, some honest ones, because we're not trying to scam anyone. There are way too many scammers out there. The way to stand out was to be honest. Here in the southwestern part of the United States, particularly and uniquely, Salt Lake City, Utah. Well, it has been said, I mean, we did, we did a segment back at the, uh, the shrine, the local shrine here. That's a one-way street, I gotta go right. We did a segment back at the local shrine. Remember, take a right. Hey, Ratner, will you take a right? There's a place here close by called Gilgal Gardens. Gilgal, Gilgal, Gilgal Gardens. It's a very, very religious place, even more so, or if anything, on a similar, equal plane as the Salt Lake City Cemetery. There's a man here with a cardboard sign Watch, Rat Rat, go slow, I'm gonna... Hey, Ratner. I gotta practice what I preach here. Let me give this guy a dollar bill. Hopefully no one honks at me, huh? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, yeah, stay safe. Alright, let's go. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, he came, he came right over on it. We kept a couple extra dollar bills in the car. Right in the center console. 
we did this because lately we've been seeing a lot more homeless people, a lot more people with cardboard signs. It didn't make sense to us. The most free nation in the world, the most powerful nation in the world, the most prosperous nation in the world, the richest nation in the world, then why are these people in the corners with cardboard signs? We just couldn't make sense of it. We weren't able to put the pieces together. Were we being lied to? I instructed Rat Rat to keep going. Hey, Rat Rat. I, I was the only one that was able to speak in the, to him in those languages. We both tried not to laugh. We needed to go to a store quick. I, I forgot to get cash out at the 7-Eleven. Since we were downtown, you know, we might as well. I mean, since we're already downtown, it only made sense. If we were being real with our audience, I mean, if we were being truthfully honest with our audience, then we had to come clean. We had to tell everyone the truth. We had to disclose. What in the world could that be? No, no matter. Hey, rats, you wanna go to that Maverick gas station, please? We are kinda, of we're kind of by the Red Lion, whoa, Red Lion Hotel. Rat Rat was driving like a freaking maniac all of a sudden. Not letting people in, now he's letting people in. We're gonna take a right here. You'll notice something if you're in Salt Lake City, if you're driving around in Salt Lake City. No, we're not taking a right here. Nobody will let you in. Nobody wants to let you in, nobody cares. Nobody wants to let you in and nobody will let you in. You have to fight for your place to get into this traffic. It was gridlock. What the hell were we supposed to do? Where were we supposed to be? Where were we, where were we even going? Oh yeah, the Maverick. I had almost forgotten our destination. It seemed like we've been driving forever. We needed to get money. We needed to get some cash. We continued to make our way across Salt Lake City, across the valley, across the desert. It was a hot day outside. It reminded me a lot of a movie, Romeo and Juliet, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Dane. The pictures of the sky, the California sky back then in that movie Reminds me of how it is now here in Salt Lake right now. Reminds me of how it is right now here in Salt Lake right now. Whose bright idea was it to come down here and rush our traffic anyways? Oh yeah, it was mine. We got a few blocks closer to our destination. Still, where the hell... Oh man, we gotta do a U-turn probably. Where the hell was that gas station? Alright, we made a U-turn. We're... We're back on track. We are well on our way. We're about to get some answers here. Some real answers. We're on our way to see the Oracle. We're on our way to get some cash. Well, this dude over here is totally nodding off next to us. Man, this is a rough spot, man. Jeez. Salt Lake has seen... It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I'm Tony Sinclair, and this is how you tank a ray. I'm not sure what we're gonna buy in there. Uh, 
needs to be cheap. Probably some water or maybe some chocolate milk. We decided to get some club and cheddar sandwich crackers. They're only 99 cents. We still had our masks on. Who were these sheeple? And how did they not see what was coming? I got $10 cash back. Yo, those dudes are strong out, man. But tough times for everyone, you know? They look like they're doing okay. We're in downtown Salt Lake City. I took a picture of a rainbow over here not too long ago. One of the last organic, beautiful sights I'd ever seen. We were downtown still, driving around. Ford Explorer had taken up one of the charging stations. So did a Subaru Outback. Oh well, would have been them or a Tesla anyway. We kept making our way deeper into the heart of downtown after eating those delicious. After eating these delicious club and cheddar sandwich crackers, four grams of protein, count me in. We're trying to lose our tail. We're being followed. We just waved at a crazy woman. I'm not sure how good of an idea that was. Maybe she wasn't crazy. Maybe she's just excited about really nothing at all. We're gonna do another U-turn. No, I can't park there. We can't freaking park there. Where can we freaking park? I wasn't sure if it was a dog show or some kind of music festival. Something was going on over there at the park. It's something I was unaware of. Oh well, no matter. We must press forward. We must go forth. There are some parking spaces across the street. I think the majority of people weren't parking in front of that fire hydrant because no one really knows like the safe distance really to park in front 10 feet 15 feet 25 feet nobody really quite knows right right was doing an excellent a fantastic job of driving wow look at that oh wow check you out rat rat we were here this npr episode version of the bling Air podcast is brought to you by Coors Light, Coors Light. When the mountains are blue, it's as cold as the Rockies. Coors Light, Golden Colorado. Coors Banquet Beer, Golden Colorado, 1873. Coors Light since 1979, the best beer. It's refreshing on a hot summer's day like this. Downtown Salt Lake City, man, I can work up a sweat. You know I'm always getting hot and bothered. I need something to cool me down quick. I need a Coors Light. Mm, Coors Light. Summertime in Salt Lake. Made with 100% Rocky Mountain water. Coors Light. Taste the Rockies. So what were these wild plans that I was coming up with? These wild business plans that I was throwing around. Some, 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 some kind of sales pitch. What were they? Who were they to? Who was I calling? The phone call I didn't want to make. Everything was still a mystery. You had to keep listening to the podcast in order to figure things out. In order to get anywhere, you had to listen to the podcast. It came to threatening and intimidating. It didn't work on us. We were already at the cemetery. We've already made plans, an agreement. Dig three feet? We'll dig three feet. Shit. It didn't matter, though. 
our gentleman's agreement was just that. A gentleman's agreement. Who are all these people and where were they going? What did they find so interesting? What was going on over there at that park? What kind of festival? It looked like some sort of artistic expression of sorts. A cultural gathering. A social and cultural experience for all. Except it wasn't... Except it wasn't virtual. It was real life. It was a real life experience. An experience, an activity that seemed to be fleeting, seemed to be going away. The clock said 5.55 p.m. Truth is, we didn't really know what time it was. All we were looking forward to was when the day breaks, because we knew when the day broke, we were broke. I wasn't sure how much time I had left at the studio. I was already behind on my rent payments, something that's never happened before in my life, something I've never experienced. I didn't want to get evicted now. There's nothing I could do to avoid it. None of that mattered. Rat Rat put his mask on, I put my hood on. We pulled in front of the bank. It was go time. Rat Rat put a slug in the chamber, so did I. There were no safety on our guns. Hell, they had been modified to be automatic. We just hoped we wouldn't have to use them. A UPS truck rolled up. Damn, our plans had been thwarted. We were still using fossil fuels. No. I wasn't an extremist. I wasn't about to call anyone a murderer. But I, wa I wasn't about to buy a freaking internal combustion engine either, powered vehicle. <laughs> Shit. I holstered my weapon. So did Rat Rat. Now was not the time nor the place. Especially since that UPS truck rolled up. We had to stall. The best way we knew how. Let's go make friends with some people. We all got out of the car because we had to. Grab that. I still had a Domino's pizza box that was visible in the window. We we're trying to peek inside of this warehouse to see what we could see. Off to the side of the road, we saw another car. It looked like they were living out of it. I could relate. We're at the same spot where we took the rainbow picture. Breathtaking, really. Damn, this chick has like eight sandwiches. Damn. They look good, too. Where'd she get all those sandwiches? Damn. The sandwiches had distracted me. Even though I had already eaten a ton. Even though I had those club crackers, those cheddar club crackers, they were delicious. An alarm was going off directly behind us. I wasn't sure what had set it off, but something had, something did. We had seen the usual police cars, the deterrence on the street, but there were no deterrents at all. We were downtown, we were there, passing by this place I used to volunteer at, St. Vincent de Paul Center. Yeah, man, I used to 
come and volunteer in the kitchen. Crazy, because I'd never do that now. I mean, I wouldn't do that right now. No, I probably wouldn't volunteer there these days. <clears throat> too many germs, too many unknowns, too many variables. I passed by somebody I knew and I said, hey man, how's it going? He seemed pretty focused on what he was doing though and did not acknowledge me. I could understand where he, I could understand. Uh, he fits like the perfect caricature of like, uh, like an Ichabod Crane kind of looking, but he has a little, uh, well, anyway, little cane he's going around and like poking stuff with and like seeing, I mean, I've talked to him a few times and he's just like picking up bikes that fell down. <laughs> Those rent, rent bikes, bikes you rent, scooters, anything. Like he's going around like straightening stuff and fixing things. It's funny. It's cool. But it's, yeah, it's making, getting things done. I appreciate that. If he was still coming by this way, I'd probably give him a dollar. Not that I even had a dollar to spare anyways. To quote the Matrix again, fate was not without a sense of irony. A white van had just pulled up next to us. I was still disinfecting my hands. Jovial woman looked over at us. Where was she going? What's she up to? I was ready to live on the streets. I was ready to accept the challenge. Whoa, we got a red, we got a green light. No way. Dude, I'm totally ready to go on the street. I don't want to. I don't think it's gonna be fun. I think not, not glamorous. Nothing like that. I don't. Are we in the third segment here? Can I, can I bring it home here? <clears throat> the Jeep, the maroon Jeep in front of us, her license plate read, Heat HR. Was she a bad human resources representative that brought the heat? Or was her name Heather? There's no way to know for sure. Or did she work by heat hour? It was H-E-A-T-H-R, Utah license plate. Maroon Jeep. She was turning left. And so were we. So were, were we excited to live on the street? Eh. Eh. Did we know what we were doing? Uh, nah. Was it going to be worth it? Ah, ah, ah. Well, you have to kind of weigh things out. Is your freedom worth it? Is starting something that you believe in worth it? Is being true to who you are worth it? A Ferrari just probably Do Ferraris sound amazing, don't they? My goodness. I mean, body style, perfect. Um, performance is great. Luxury style, all of it. Like, it's, it's all a good, a pretty solid package as far as sports cars go. But the sound of a Ferrari, man. But I don't know. I've never lived on the street before. I've stayed, I stayed the night in abandoned houses a few times, you know, on the street a little bit, but never really like full-blown homeless. I live out of my car. That, that has not happened to me yet. Well, it's happening now. It's happening now. And if I can sort of organize something here, if I can get something together to where um, the... 
perception, the, the public opinion of homeless people, if I can get that just to at least change a little bit to where it's like, oh, it's, you know, people too. They're, they are people too. In the future, like, I don't know if it's a fair comparison to say, like, it'll be looked at in the same light as this was or as that was. However, I do think it's a valid enough argument to make to where, like, hey, we are people too. Just because we don't have, like, a least 30-year mortgage, maybe we don't have that. But we, we still have, like, a home in our hearts and, like, a home of, like, home is where the heart is. But I think it kind of comes down to, like, being a disenfranchised citizen of your republic. I've been sort of backstabbed and betrayed. This this capitalist system, this e-commerce system, it it took it took everything from me. So I'm going to be homeless. So if your system, if you allow your system to do that, just everything's fine, everything's cool, like don't worry about it. It's e-commerce, it's just the price cost of doing business. It's a good price of doing business. Like, you take some risks sometimes, you want to sell some stuff, and that shit's dumb, dude. I can't, I'm not going to subscribe to it, man. I'm not. I'm not going to try and sugarcoat it. I'm not going to try and say it's cool or okay or excuse it. I'm not. So why is everybody else? Like, why is it okay for this one industry to just get away with it? Scams. It's fucking, be careful with your information online. Aren't we supposed to be trying to make things better? Because this seems like we're going backwards a little bit. This is like Wild West type shit. I've always, you know... Full disclosure, I've always kind of wanted to go back in time and be like a cowboy and tombstone and stuff. Just be like, hey, what'd you say? And take out like... Because you probably get... You score some bullets sometimes, do a little bit of shooting practice. And if you grew up out there, shit. Probably be pretty good shooting. Just point something and you don't have to pull the trigger. Just hit the hammer with your uh, left point with your right hand hit the hammer with left hand those hammers can be rigid though so you probably want to be wearing gloves but you can basically turn one of those six shooter revolvers into like a six six shot automatic well i'm getting a little ahead of myself i'm getting a little ahead of myself aren't I? but hey you want to do it like the wild wild west fine let's do it that way then Like Will Smith. Wild West, when I stroll into the wild, when I bounce into the wild. Dude, in the late 90s, man, Will Smith was on the Fresh Prince every single day, all over TV. He was in Independence Day uh, in the theaters. And then on top of that, he's on the radio. Will Smith is on the freaking radio. Like, number one hits. Uh, Movies. Radio. TV. The 90s were something else. The prosperous time, not like today. Not like today at all. I think a political party wanted their, had this idea of the late 90s, mid to late 90s, as like this, it kind of was a golden age. Kinda. Kinda. And I think they wanted some sort of like revival of that. But that did not happen. It backfired big time. We do not have that today. And that's sad. 
It's sad because I remember a time. I remember a time, man. Pepperidge Farms remembers too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Pepperidge Farms remembers. I decided to wrap up the third segment. It was one of those episodes I wasn't proud of, but I know it'd make me chuckle in the future when I went back to listen to it. The references I had made to the UPS truck, to Bob Cratchit over there with the crane, the freaking rickety old Ichabod crane, cane, headless horseman. The references I had made in the, today's or show earlier, I would know exactly what I was talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I could look back and listen and think, man, that was right before everything fell apart, right before I started living out of my car. And again, I ask, was it worth it? Is it worth it? The life that you're leading now, the legacy that you leave behind, is it worth it? Is it going to be worth it? Just working every day, all stressed out, I can't make the payments, oh no. So I need to borrow some money quick. A little side note, tangent. I wish I could go back and take a picture. But there's a bunch of bros with their shirts off back there. We're right by the university. And a bunch of bros with their shirts off back there. And there's like a dad with his shirt on, just like teaching him the ways. He just took a sip of beer too and he just did a thing. Like he's like, ah. Like I gotta gotta keep up with these kids. I gotta hang with them. And he, he looks like he's doing good. They're all playing beer pong out there. And if it were up to me, yeah, man. If I could play beer pong with some bros right now, shit. I'm going to keep my shirt on too, but... Like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Let's do that. I mean, not like that, but yeah, I'm keeping my shirt on for sure. Like, no, nah, man, it's not like that. Well, it's cool. Whatever. Hey, not cool with me. Well, it's, I mean, I'll, I'll consider it, but... Um, I'm probably not cool. Most likely, there's a good chance it's not going to be cool. But if it's cool for you, then that's hey, cool, man. But I'm not cool with it. Maybe, probably, good chance. <clears throat> so I'm going to stand over here now. Don't talk to me. I'm thinking. Don't bother me. I'm thinking. We went to the cemetery earlier. All right, all right. I won't do it. I won't do it anymore. NPR, no more NPR. But what the hell is going on in the United States? We are in for it, you guys. This is not. This is not a drill. How many episodes do I have to freaking publish in one day? I already published one. I was finishing up the third segment on the other. I've been contemplating all day while we were downtown. Well, I consider NPR to be... Anyway. I'm just trying to... I'm trying to get my foot in the door like everyone told me to do. Like, hey, sometimes you gotta... Remember those emails about getting a job that your mom would send you? No, your mom would send emails too. Um, Your mom would send me love letters. But they said, like... I used to want this job for so long and I'd go to this job every single day and I'd show up every every day at the front door and say, will you please hire me? And every day they'd, they'd say, nope, not today. 
And every day I'd just show up and say, will you please hire me? And I'd fill out the application again and they'd say, nope. After three and a half years of trying to do this, finally they just decided to hire me. And it's the best job I've ever had and the best interview that I've ever had. All right, mom, thanks for the email. Um, but three and a half years is kind of a long time to just show up for work for free every day. Wouldn't it be better to just kind of give up and just go downtown and live out of your car? Oh, clean shower. Okay, all right. Well, they someone's got a room every now and then. Someone's got a hotel room every now and then. Let's go sneak in there and get a shower. Let's go YMCA. You can get yourself clean. You can have a good meal. You can do whatever you feel. Whatever happened to the YMCA? Oh, great. The police were here. I mean, to be honest, it's actually kind of a relief to see the police for once. Just right up front. Um, I can come up with a plan. I could probably sell my computer. I was going to live off the grid, but I couldn't get rid of my Verizon wireless phone. I was home, complete. I was to spend the rest of the day doing research and analysis, as well as cleaning. This place was a mess. Another thought had crossed my mind. What if Mitt Romney had won? What if Jeb Bush had won? Just another political podcast people paid attention to. Nobody paid attention to. I was just happy to be home, happy to get this one published. Happy to shave and have a shower. I had to clean this place up. I had to leave.